Florida Matters is supported by WUSF members just like you. Your donation of $5 or $25 will help ensure public radio thrives. And thanks to Candy Olson, an additional $50 will be added to your donation. Visit WUSF.org match to maximize your gift today. This is Florida Matters. I'm Robin Sessingham. Do you like listening to stories that are scary and true? Do you like hearing what famous celebrities or business people say about the reasons for their success? Do you want to hear people who agree with your opinions, share your interests, or can help you with your problems? You need to be listening to podcasts. Today on Florida Matters, it's Podcast 101. Kenny Malone is here with us from the NPR studio in Washington, D.C. Hi, Kenny. Hey, Robin. Kenny Malone is a correspondent for the hugely popular Planet Money podcast. He's also reported for the WNYC podcast, Only Human, and the wonderful public radio station in Miami, WLRN. Kenny has won important national awards like the Edward R. Murrow Award. But apparently, Kenny still has some insecurities, which he recently talked about (laughs) on the Planet Money podcast. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe you've heard that this guy named James Holtzhauer is absolutely dominating Jeopardy. You've become a celebrity now because of your accomplishments on Jeopardy. Uh, Going to be a lot of pressure on you. Thank you. I appreciate that. James is sort of a relative of mine. 13 years ago, his only sibling, Ian, married my only sibling, Julie. And since then, I have been keenly aware that James is kind of a better version of me. We're the same age, but James skipped a grade. We were both math majors. I still have nightmares about it, but James apparently didn't even need to go to class and made money playing online poker in the meantime. I went into public radio. James got really good at analyzing sports data, became a very successful sports gambler, retired at like 27, traveled the world, climbed Mount Fuji in a typhoon, And look, I can handle being less cool than Jamie. But now, there are nieces and nephews involved. Here, you want to sit down? Uh, sure. Wait, is this recording? Oh, yeah, for sure. What? Not yet. This is Jack and Scarlett, and James and I are their only uncles. And it is irrationally important to me that they think I am the cooler uncle. And you go on from there, <laughs> Kenny. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm going to stop listening. And and from that conversation, you get into how, you know, James has done so well in, uh, like, the statistics involved and the strategy involved and how he's done so well on Jeopardy. But I just wanted to talk to you about, like, what was it like, what's it like making a podcast? And could you have done, could you see yourself doing a story like that on traditional radio? Well, uh, let me first say, this is great that we are playing that clip for another audience, because I feel like every time I get my nephew Jack and my niece Scarlett on the radio somewhere, <laughs> it helps me a little bit, like a little bit in this cool uncle battle, like just a little. So I'm I need to let side. them know yeah. uh, this is good. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, podcasting came about uh, in, in in a time when uh, we had people sort of expressing themselves through, through internet blogs uh, and 
this was like the, the natural extension. This is the audio blog version. And so I think podcasting has this tradition of being a slightly more personal medium. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that it's not the kind of story you could hear on terrestrial radio. But I, I do think there's a little less uh, risk in doing something a little more personal for a podcast. Uh, your audience is already opting in to you, to your show, uh, to you as a host, to you as a personality. And so th they're, they're building some relationship with you. And so these kinds of moments where you're revealing a little bit about yourself are pretty important to podcasting. Whereas in terrestrial radio, you know, your listeners are building a relationship with the host, but it's also a bit more of a passive medium. You're in the car, you just turn on the radio and whatever's on is on. And so uh, if you just turn on the radio and there I am blathering on about about how, how uh, annoying it is to have a cooler uncle battle, mm -hmm. uh, it just might be weird, right? So yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think it, it does make it a little easier to do a story like this. And you, I've been listening to your stories for years, and you just you also just have a knack for being conversational and personal. I mean, do you think this... Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Well, it's true. And do you think that this kind of is more natural for you? Did you Do you think it came easier to you than it does to maybe some other kinds of reporters? Well, I, I, th I think it is a different skill set um, and something that I spent a lot of time uh like like learning it's a steep curve it's a steep learning curve and so when i started making podcasts full time uh yeah it, it was very different it was a lot of the things i had learned as a reporter doing more newsy stories that were much shorter uh the kinds of interviews i would do for those stories uh, i was looking for kind of the sound bite that was gonna that was gonna really move the thing along um, and it's true. You, you want you want a podcast to sound a little bit more like a conversation between two human beings as opposed to somebody presenting the news information. And I'm not saying that, like, one is better than the other. They're mm -hmm. just two fundamentally different media. Uh, and so I think it may have come a little more easily. But, man, I, like <laughs> the first few years I was doing this, it was really hard, like long nights, really messing things up, like seven, eight drafts per story because I just wasn't getting it. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the theory, but I, I worry it still took me a long time. Well, that makes me feel better. So thank you. Kay. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, let's bring in Dalia Cologne. Dalia is the producer of WUSF's new pot food podcast, The Zest. Hi, Dalia. Hi, Robin. And hi, Kenny. I loved that Jeopardy piece, hearing it in my car. It was just such a treat. Thank you, Delia. That's very nice of you to say. You also might know Delia from her WEDU public television show where she hosts Arts Plus, and she's also reported in the past for WUSF and the Tampa Bay Times. Um, for our podcast, The Zest, Delia recently visited the St. Petersburg Eco Village Community Garden. When a group visited, it was a nonprofit for boys in the foster care system. My name is Jonathan McGregor, and I'm 15 years old. I just would like to thank Emmanuel for giving Sail Future this opportunity to come here and I did not think that it I came here tired like I was not awake at all and just being around all these plants got me woken up and ready to go out and plant seeds and grow grow my own. I just didn't expect for the, there to be this much diversity of food. And this is only the beginning. There's more. Oh, there's 10 times more. <laughs> all right guys all right guys now if there's 10 times more of this i need to go where these plants are 
That's such a great quote. I love that, Delia. And I think, you know, the podcast gives you a little room to breathe. You can let people just talk. You didn't have to cut that down to nine seconds uh, for a newscast. What What do you like about podcasts? Oh, that's such a good point, Robin. So I was visiting this community garden in St. Pete, and I spoke with Emmanuel Rue, who kind of runs the garden. But the day that I was there, there was also a group of boys visiting from Uh, like a foster care nonprofit, basically. And if I had been doing a traditional news story, I probably would have had to leave as soon as I was done talking to my main interview subject, rush back to the newsroom, file it away. But because I knew it was for a podcast, it didn't even have a run date yet. I just hung out there for a few hours and talked to these kids. I really felt like I was witnessing a life-changing moment for this teenage boy who was kind of finding his way in life. And I got to be there when he connected with the earth in this way. Um, It felt very intimate to me. And radio already feels intimate because it's usually one person listening in your car or your shower radio or whatever it may be. But I love podcasts because, as Kenny said, you already have buy-in from your audience. So this is This is like your tribe sitting around a campfire, telling stories together. You're sharing about yourself. They're sharing about themselves. And it feels like a little community. I listen to, I I mean, I could rattle off names of podcasts I listen to, but just on the way here this morning, I was listening to Pod Save the People, which is a podcast about news that didn't make the news, things that I would never know about, underrepresented populations. Um, A friend of mine, also this morning while driving here, texted me the link to um, a church sermon that she had listened to last weekend, and she found it really inspiring and wanted me to hear it. So I love the community aspect of it. I love how shareable it is. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV. I have two little kids. I'm a busy mom. But podcasts are something I can take with me when I'm folding laundry. They keep me company while I'm driving or exercising or whatever it may be. Yeah, I think that's really important, that that um, intimacy aspect of it. That and That's what, Kenny, you were hitting on that, that you just feel like you're sort of sitting in the car with a friend um, yeah. or somebody that you, you really want to talk to. Well, let's talk about how you get podcasts. I want people to understand this from the very beginning because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'd love to listen to the podcast. I have no idea what you're talking about or how I do it. So I want to know from both of you, what's the easiest way? What do you tell people who say, well, how do I get it? Where, where do I get a podcast? What do I do? What is the simplest thing you tell them, Kenny? All right. This is this is a bit of a tech support question. So uh, this is a little outside of my, my area of expertise. But here here is what I would say. Uh, if you have a smartphone, and at this point, many, many Americans have a smartphone, uh, it will come with a dedicated podcasting app. Uh, specifically, the, the iPhone has an app on there already. I think it's impossible to delete it, in fact. And it just is called Podcasts. And mm-hmm. I think there's like a picture of a little person's head, like an abstract person with like sound waves coming out of it. So you go find that, click on that, and then you just start searching for the podcasts that you hear your friends talking about. And that's how you're going to find them. And you're going to subscribe to that. And it's going to show up like a newspaper subscription every day or week or however frequent this podcast is. Your phone is just going to automatically download it for you. 
Um, and you can tweak the settings if you have a limited data plan, if you want it to download only on Wi-Fi. Like those are all things you can do. But the basic idea is go find that app, search for the podcast your friends are talking about or that you want to listen to, and then get it downloading those podcasts automatically for you. Yeah. And um, you can do it on your computer also. Um, if you go to, say, the website, you went to the Planet Money website or the ZestPodcast.com website, you'll see where it says subscribe. Okay, so you click on that. Um, you can click on, if you have an iPhone, you can click on iTunes. It'll take you to the iTunes page. Delia, stop me if I say anything wrong. Then you click subscribe. You subscribe to whichever podcast you want. And then it does. It shows up not only on your computer, but it'll show up on your iPad. And it will show up magically on your iPhone, too, um, just because you've subscribed. What is anything I, I-, I think... I think the public radio network needs to set up a dedicated call in line. So anyone who who needs us to walk them through can do this. That's what we need to we need to get that going. We need to start the groundswell for that. I I think that's a great idea. You know, and it's a jobs program, too. I absolutely. (laughs) I love what you said, Kenny, about um, it will appear on your phone just like a newspaper subscription, because before people can understand how to download a podcast, a lot of them need to understand what a podcast is. And so I'll start by asking them, well, do you have um, TV on demand? It's like a it's like a TV show that you can watch anytime, but it's a radio show that you can listen to anytime. Um, the next thing I'll do is ask them, well, do you have your phone on you? And then I will actually just have them give me their phone <laughs> and I will walk them through subscribing right then and there. And Kenny, I don't know if you've run into this with people you've interviewed, but people who are going to be guests on the podcast sometimes have no idea what a podcast is or how to listen to one. Um, yep. And it's exciting. It's exciting to be able to give them this gift because once they get into it, I mean, they're hooked, especially here in Tampa Bay. The traffic is terrible. I can't tell you how many times I've been stuck on the bridge. And this is something to keep you company. Um, after you've heard the news and you're caught up on the news of the day, this is something that'll kind of take the edge off. Something, something that Delia said that that I think is very smart about this is that like think think of this as, as supplemental to your your existing news diet. Like a broadcast is meant to be for everybody, and so it's going to inherently have everything you need to know, and and really can't get into the nitty gritty of specific things that people really geek out about. And a podcast is a place where it can be a little narrower. It can have a smaller audience, and they can really dig into stuff that people just just nerd out about. And so I think you should think of it as this sort of secondary product to supplement your news diet where you can really go deep on stuff that the news is not going to be able to do. There are something like 700,000 podcasts out there <laughs> at any given time. Kenny, how do you find something that you like? That um, That is the million-dollar question. There, uh, there are too many podcasts. Uh, Although I guess I would say as long as at least three people are listening to your podcast, that's fine. But it's very, very hard to sift through all of that. So you have a couple of options. One, I think word of mouth is going to be like just the most important thing. Listen to listen to what your friends are, are talking about. Listen to what your family is suggesting you listen to. Go on Facebook or Twitter and just say, you know, I am just getting into podcasting. Send me some of your favorites. Uh, and then people will sort of customize those for you. That's a very good way to start. The other thing you can do is uh, if you're using uh, the Apple podcasting app, the one that's built into the, the iPhone, there's like a, a browse 
feature. And you can browse what's popular and what other people are listening to and get some recommendations that way. I'd say those are those are probably the two or three easiest ways to get some some good podcasts. Yeah. And also I, listen to Planet Money. That's the other one. And, that's the other good one. <laughs> well, way. that's the given, you know. I, I would say also think about what you're interested in or if you want, even, you know, for me, it's what is your, what mood are you in? You know, I need some motivation today. I, I need somebody to talk to me about how to be how to be happier. You know, ten percent happier or something. I mean, you can think about where you are in life. You know, I want some parenting advice. I'm having problems. You know, potty training my two year old. This just got a little too personal. But he's three, <laughs> not two. <laughs> so, I mean, do you think that too, Delia? You can do a search and uh, for for even a subject. Absolutely. And when I'm introducing people to podcasts, I'll ask them, well, what types of books do you like to read? Are you into biographies? Do you like true crime? Do you like political things? Are you somebody who just wants to completely shut down and you don't want to hear anything related to the news? What types of TV shows and movies are you into? And all there's a podcast for all of that. Are you into cooking? Are you trying to learn a foreign language? Um, do you love celebrity interviews? I mean, there's really something for everyone. Kenny is is right on with that browse feature because I've discovered some gems. Like I recently listened to um, Dirty John, and then Robin, you got me into one um, over my dead body. <laughs> well, I'm gonna play. A, I'm gonna play a clip in just a second. Oh, awesome! Yeah. And. That's not my typical cup of tea. I'm not somebody who's into true crime necessarily, but those were so compelling. And that's another thing that I love about podcasts. You have certain episodes that can be listened to individually, but then there are a lot of um, serials such as Serial or Dirty John <laughs> or some of the other ones. And it's really take it's, it's almost like it's gone full circle because 100 years ago, people would gather around the radio and listen to these serial stories there are a lot of podcasts that are doing that same thing, which That's is really great, cool. I hadn't thought of that. That's a great point. It's true. They used to have serialized stories on the radio and everyone would gather around and wait. Now we're just gathered around in our car or in our kitchen or something. It can be a very um, individual experience to listen to a, a podcast on your earbuds, but you can also listen in the car and have a lot of listen together. I'm glad you brought up true crime because Serial, the podcast Serial, really did change everything for podcasts. And I want to play a clip from Over My Dead Body that you said you liked. Uh, this is Matthew Scher, the host of the Wondery podcast, Over My Dead Body. A few years ago, I wrote a story for GQ about an Orthodox rabbi in New York City who helped get people out of bad marriages. One of his catchphrases was, a divorce or a funeral. It was a crazy story. But then I learned about one of the lawyers on the case, which led me to an even crazier story. One about a couple down in Tallahassee, Florida. Sleepy southern town, I would say. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's actually the capital. A couple that seemed so perfect until one of them ended up dead. And then completely out of the blue, someone walks into the garage and shoots them in the face. Why are true crime podcasts so popular? Kenny, they're like the rock stars of podcasts right now. They are absolutely the, the thing that has launched podcasting into the stratosphere. Uh, we mentioned Serial earlier, and this was like the, the, the runaway uh, hit podcast uh, stemmed from This American Life, a show that probably a lot of listeners are familiar with. 
I, you know, I, I think it. If we if we actually step back, it's probably not that surprising. It, it, what's surprising is that it's true crime presented in a sort of public radio-y sound. But you know, if you spend any time flipping around cable television, you will realize that in fact, true crime is very very popular. It's seeps into all kinds of culture, television, movies, obviously novels. And so like it, it makes sense that once we once we started building podcasting as a as a legitimate medium, that is one of the genres that would that would really take off. I don't know that anyone saw it taking off quite this much, but um, yeah, it seems to work very well as podcast. People can't get enough of it. You know what's crazy is that I'm not someone who watches true crime on TV or or reads those types of books, but something about the medium of audio and long form audio storytelling, to me, it's theater of the mind. So it becomes even more real and compelling when I'm just hearing those sounds without the images and I'm creating Hmm. that story in my mind and something about I don't know. I don't know if this is true for you, Robin or Kenny, but I can remember where I was when I heard something or what I was doing. Oh, I was driving down Fowler Avenue in Tampa when I heard Dirty John or I was running around my neighborhood listening to Serial or whatever it is. It's just like this imprint that doesn't leave you. And I find myself thinking about those stories long after I'm done listening to them. And then the cool thing about podcasts is they're so shareable. So when I hear something cool that I think my husband would enjoy or a friend would enjoy, I can just text them a link and then we can talk about it later. So maybe we're not all gathering around um, the radio together listening to like a fireside chat. But at some point, once we're all caught up, we can have those discussions. And that's fun. Dalia, I have a question for you. If you if you were not into true crime in its sort of traditional formats like television and movies, I mean, I've had this theory that audio is inherently a little less exploitive of the genre. Like, you know, we're, we're ultimately we're talking about horrible, horrible things that happen to people. And when they put this on television, there are these like, you know, dramatic recreations and like crime scene photos. And certainly people like that. But I've always found that a bit off putting and I don't know, like not necessarily the most sensitive way to handle the subject matter. And with a podcast, you can't do that. You literally don't you can't show pictures. So I, I wonder if it if it's for some reason is is striking a chord with with uh, an audience that wasn't into it before because it's I don't know, it's a little bit more sensitive to the genre. Hmm. That's a really good point. I never thought about that, but I think you're right. It's not gory. It's not blood and guts, which I'm totally not into. Um, You have to be a little bit more creative and maybe a little smarter about how you present it. Um, Well, I think it's like any scary stories. The pictures in your mind are always more frightening and more affecting, I think, than what you can see on the screen. Um, And the suspense gets you. But it's funny, a lot of these stories, like Dirty John, have been brought to HBO, have been brought to television. I don't know if they're as effective in this video. And that example, it's a it's a TV series based on a podcast based on a newspaper series. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, how do you want to drink this this cup of water? Do you want it on ice? Do you want it in a glass? It's, It's whatever you're into. You can. Take your medicine the way you want it, I guess. What advice would you guys give anybody who wants to start their own podcast? Kenny, why don't you start out? Well, so this this is always a tough one. I think the first thing people need to ask themselves is, uh, who is this podcast for? Uh, So I work on a podcast. You know, I I mentioned earlier that 
uh, podcasting is inherently a little more narrow than a broadcast, but there are still podcasts that are for a lot of people. So at Planet Money, like we're we're making this for for hundreds of thousands of people, and so when we make decisions, we're thinking very broadly, and we can't be too too specific with like references that people are supposed to get. We need to explain everything. Uh, the subject matter needs to be appealing to a broad group of people. Uh, and so we have to build that into all the decisions we make. And so if you decide you want to make a podcast that is for every single person everywhere, you need to bake that into the DNA of your show. Or if you're going to make a podcast that is just for the most devout fans of that 1990s Nickelodeon show you loved, then you can be a little geekier about stuff. You can just make references to things that that only other people people who like love this same product uh, will, will get. And so you need to start baking that stuff into your show. And, and that, will, that will sort of determine the format and the size of your, of your program. And then the other thing is like uh, there are fundamentally like three or four different kinds of podcasts. There's two people talking to each other, sort of interview show. There's a group of people talking to each other. Usually those are people who are very funny, comedians. And then there's like a narrative podcast, which is the serial uh, this American Life, when it releases its episodes as a podcast, this is narrative. Um, Planet Money is in that vein, too. We're telling stories over the course of 20 minutes. And so you need to figure out what your show is going to sound like. And each comes with its own production challenges. Um, some are easier to make than others. But those are, the, those are the two questions I always tell people to ask themselves. And I think if it's just somebody who doesn't have the power of NPR behind them, um, maybe a niche podcast, find that, like you said, find that yeah. that's yeah. something that you're really passionate about. And there's a group of people who are going to turn to you to, to get information about that. Because um, if you're going to do something more general like business news, <laughs> economics news, you, you really need something like NPR or, or one of these big organizations behind you. Yeah, I think that's right. I think mm-hmm. I think figuring out where some wh- what you are very good at and very passionate about that is not currently being uh, you know being that, where that demand is not currently being met in the podcasting world is is like that's that's the place to kind of to put your pin in the map and and start something. When do you guys listen to podcasts? I was listening to one this morning driving here in the car. In the car. Um I will listen to them while I'm jogging down the street, folding laundry, washing dishes. Um, I just think of it as a companion because I can listen on my phone and my phone is something I always have with me. Yeah. I, uh, I, sim- yeah similar for me. I, I, when I was working with WLRN, the NPR station in Miami, uh, I was in traffic a lot and listened a lot in my car. Um, and now that I'm in a, a more public transportation city i listen on the train i listen while i jog i listen while i you know i'm doing dishes at home just it, it's a good thing to to just throw on when you have uh, a task that you don't want to think a ton about uh and folding laundry is another classic like the, it's it's good for all of that stuff kenny malone joined us from npr studios in washington dc he's a correspondent for the podcast planet money thanks kenny oh robin such such a pleasure thank you so much for having me and Delia Cologne, the producer of WUSF's new podcast, The Zest. Thank you, Delia. Thanks, Robin. That's it for today's show. You can tweet us at Florida Matters, and Florida Matters is available as a podcast. You can search for it wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can go to our website, wusf.org, click the Listen tab. 
Florida Matters is a production of WUSF Public Media. The engineer is Craig George. The show is produced by Stephanie Colombini. I'm Robin Sussingham. Thanks for listening. Thank you.